Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to those who are watching across the country, different time zones, across the world. For those uh, who've been watching, supporting the Freedom Fighters channel, I just want to say, as always, thank you for tuning in. Um, for those who are new to the channel, who have never uh, seen or heard this channel before, um, this channel is dedicated and to only to the gospel of Jesus Christ to spread, uh, talk about issues, talk about things that's going on in the community of Christianity and uh, spreading the gospel and the word of Jesus Christ. So I hope that those who are new to check out the channel, subscribe, uh, turn off your notifications <clears throat> so you can get all the content that I bring. And I hope that you're, it's changing your life and, and transformation uh, takes place. Um, for this particular video, I'm closing out the faith series. So I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Um, this is an audio. Um, I have left a, a description um, of the link inside my um, Freedom Fighters channel on YouTube. So you can go to that and uh, you can get the link to watch this. Um, so <clears throat> I want to come to the topic of faithfulness. I talked about faith and works and the balance between in the last video. So if you want to go back and watch that, that'll give you some content on what's going on, um, what I said on that. But to th the second part of this is faithfulness. And the reason I did this, uh, this audio um, teaching is because I want to emphasize that God is faithful. And a lot of times with faithfulness, I'm going to go ahead and break down some terms is that people think that um, that being faithful um, from God, it requires that we don't be faithful. And with faithfulness, you have to understand it's a two way street. And you understand, too, that God's relational in nature. He, he's a relational God. He, yes, he's spirit. But um, through the creation of us as human beings and even the concepts of God in the Bible, he is a it's a two way relationship. So it requires our faithfulness It's just as much as he is faithful. And the thing about God is that <clears throat> he is faithful to us, regardless whether we're faithful to him, his his standard, his uh, word, his disposition for us does not change. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. So when we talk about faithfulness, right, <clears throat> the definition of it coming from the uh, Oxford, but also coming from the, uh, the Greek is firmness. Fidelity, um, steadfastness, steadiness, right? Also, um, another definition is loyalty and trust. That's from the Oxford. Loyalty and trust. We commit to faithfulness. Imunah is in the Greek. In other words, imunah, and that talks about faithful or faithfulness. So we think about faithfulness, that's steadiness, right? It says steadiness, so that's, con that's consistency. <clears throat> I think faithfulness will have to be a discipline for most because... Faithfulness is um, something you have to establish over time. It has to be practiced. It has to be implemented day by day. When you think of fidelity or think about firmness, that's that that, that foundational um, consistency, that loyalty in, in, in layman's terms or into today's terms, loyalty and, and um, trust. Trusting in the person, trusting in God, trusting in what he said and the uh, words of a person, trusting in um uh, 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 you know, the ideas or the concepts of the word of God in relation to that, or even when you want to think about in relationships with other people, you have that faithfulness to them or that loyalty to them in many ways. And there's, of course, you know, we be loyal to people that is not treating us right just as much as we loyal to those who do and into the words that the people say and to putting trust in that person. So faithfulness goes across the board. There's some scriptures in this that I pulled up, and it's um, a lot of different scriptures. There's many. You can go to openbible.info.com, and you can just type in the word faithfulness, 
into the topical Bible section and you will pull up so many different versions of the scriptures that talk about faithfulness from ourselves and faithfulness to God and from God to us. So I got Mark 14, 22 to 34, and it talks about, I'm just going to sum it up and it, you can read it for yourself. I always encourage those to go study for yourself um, and look at it yourself. But uh, Mark chapter 14, 22, it just basically talks about how Jesus was taking communion and it, it, it is important scripture because it shows his faithfulness and even in death and even when he's going through the cross. It says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. And then he broke into pieces and gave, gave it to his disciples saying, take it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He, for it. he gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, this is my blood, which confirms a covenant between God and his people. It is, a poured out, it is poured out as a sacrifice to many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it in the new kingdom of God. Um. That's that section where he says for this covenant. That means the covenant is agreement, right? It's agreement between two people or agreement in t between God and, this, and the people of Israel or even the believers of Christ, right? So that's that's an example of faithfulness because he made an agreement saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Regardless, um, uh, this is the agreement that I made, regardless of what happens, right? So you get, it's an example of faithfulness. Like God has said, he's going to be faithful to his people, those who are in him, those who are believers, um, as you, we keep reading, <clears throat> we move into with Peter and Jesus predicts Peter's denial. And the reason I picked this part of the scripture is because it shows the faithfulness from Peter, his lack of faithfulness. Right. And and, and God's faithfulness to him. Jesus predicted Peter's uh, lack of faithfulness to him when he denies him three times. Right. So verse 27, it says on the way, Jesus told them, all of you would desert me for the scriptures say God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. That's his verbal commitment, his trust that he would he tell Jesus that I'm not leaving. Right. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows twice, you would deny three times that you even know me. Peter says, no, Peter declared he declared emphatically, even if I have to die with you, I would never deny you. All the others would bow the same. So they made a commitment verbally that they would never leave that faithfulness to, to Jesus during that time. But you got to understand Jesus can see the hearts of man. Right. So when you think about faithfulness, that not only has to be verbal, mental, but it has to be through the heart. You know what I'm saying? So when, when they made that commitment verbally and say, I would, I would die with you, I would never leave you. Think about how relationships in the world work. Right. People can tell people all the time that, you know, especially when it comes to, you know, Dating or, or marriage relationships or, you know, courting relationships or whatever, even parents uh, with, with kids. I'm sorry. They say, oh, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll always be here for you. Friendships are like that, too. What they say, and they make these verbal promises and verbal covenants or contracts with people and then they break them. So this is a prime example of the lack of faithfulness between the disciples and, Pe and um, specifically Peter, but Jesus. And he saw the hearts of the disciples. He made he made. They may have an intent to not, but he knew deep down in heart that when trouble rises, when things get hot in the kitchen, uh, you know, per se, they're going to leave. And this is an example of what lack of faithfulness from us to Jesus or God is a representation of, you know. So um, 
And that's that's pretty much 32. They went to the Olive Grove called Gethsemane and Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James and John with him and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. And as you if you keep reading, you see, they didn't pray. They fell asleep. You know, another example of lack of faithfulness. Jesus said, hey, I need you all to pray throughout the night. And they end up falling asleep. And he was going through his the soul and he's going through his his emotions and going through a lot of issues of, of you know, about him to go on the cross, which is rightfully so in the human form. Because he, if you think about it, if you were in Jesus position, how would you feel if you knew you had to die for the sins of the world and you had people with you that were supposed to support you and pray for you and they fell asleep, you know, for whatever reason. So, you know, think about Jesus mindset during that time. You know what I'm saying? So that's examples of faithfulness, lack of faithfulness from us to God. And we do it all the time. We do it in our own relationships and just think about that. Like as a, as um, are we faithful, loyal, trustworthy in our relationships with God? First, first and foremost, but with uh, with the relationships with the people that we see day to day, you know, our children, our, our parents, our friends, our, you know, partners, dating partners, our marriage, you know, courting partners, our marriage partners, our spouses, our business partners, you know, church, um, you know, we go on and on. You know what I'm saying? How are we? Loyal and faithful to uh, consistently to um, our, our relationships. So that's one scripture I had uh, end up getting um, knocked down for that. Um, faithfulness goes both ways. A lot of people expect God to be faithful in His promises, but a lot don't realize that faithfulness should be reciprocated. That's some notes I've taken down. Um, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 68. I'm not going to read all of the scripture on that. <clears throat> Excuse me, get some water. Take a quick pause. Apologies, I had to get a little water in my throat. That's why I'm stumbling, stumbling a little bit because my, my throat dry. Um, so Deuteronomy 28, verses 1 through 68. I'm not going to read this per se, all the scriptures, you can read it, but there's some things I wanted to point out. And it talks about the blessings of obedience. And G and God tells the Israelites, as you know, Moses was writing, he was going through Moses, putting down stuff on paper, on the tablets, and preparing the laws for the for the, the governor's people. And one of the things he said, if you, you know, uh, verse 28, verse 1, he said, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the world. You experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. So two key words I saw as I read this. You and will. The Lord will. The Lord will. If you. So think about that. Conditional promises, right? If if you do this, then God is going to do this. Uh, for example, verse eight. The Lord will guarantee the blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord, your God, will. Bless you in the land he's giving you. If you, verse 9, obey the commands of the Lord, your God, and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people. Verse 11, the Lord will give you prosperity in the land. The Lord will send the rain of the proper times from his rich treasury in heaven. This is verse 12. So you keep going. If you keep reading, those key words continue to be reciprocated. So think about those two words. The Lord will and if you. That's consistency and discipline. If you if you will do this, God will do this. Just as like with the curses. If you don't do this, this is the curses. This is what's going to happen. This is what uh, 
got uh the enemies want to do you know it talks about that blessings and curses deuteronomy uh 30 i think it's verse 30 let me make sure i got it right <laughs> i think it's verse 30 but let me look it up real quick um Second, it's 30 verse 30 19. Sorry about that. There's a little pause here. 30 19. It says here, <clears throat> This day I call the heavens and earth, and as witness against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. For the Lord is your life, and he will give you many years in the land he swore to give your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that scripture sums up all those scriptures. 30 verse Deuteronomy 30, verse chapter 30, verse 19 and 20. So it's a choice to be faithful. God is going to, he said in his word that he's going to do those things that we talked about in <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 28, 1 through 68. But if you don't, there's also curses. Not so much that he put those curses, but he stayed, stated this is going to happen. You know what I'm saying? The enemy, we have an enemy. God also put things in place. So if it's not being followed, then you're going to receive those curses as well. So faithfulness is a two-way street, and faithfulness requires that we hold our part of the bargain. Um, Luke chapter 16, verses 10 through 12. I'm just going through these scriptures so you can kind of get an idea what the Bible talks about in relation to faithfulness. Um. Luke chapter 16, verses uh, 10 to 12. If you are faithful in, the, in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. And if you are tr untrustworthy about worldly wealth, who would trust you with that, with the true riches of heaven? And if you are not faithful with other people's things, why should you be trusted with things of your own? So that's that's perfectly well said about faithfulness, right? This is more in relation to people, right? So first thing it says, if you're not faithful in little things, how are you going to be responsible for, for bigger things or things? You know, we can look at that as ministry. We can look at that from single to marriage. We can look at that for projects and being promoted, promoted to another level. Um, we can look at it in many different directions. If we're faithful, we can't handle the small responsibilities in life. If we can't handle taking care of bills, and taking care of household, how are we going to handle dealing with children and marriage? If we can't handle small tasks and assignments from working in a position under someone, how are we going to handle being promoted and handle someone bigger? You know, handling bigger tasks and handling, you know, management of people. <clears throat> Same with ministry. How are we going to handle a, ch a church if we can't do evangelist ministry or usher ministry or um, you know, whatever position you hold in the ministry of the church in the body, but you want to be the pastor and you want to rule a whole congregation. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what it's saying. Faithfulness requires to not just only God, but also to what we what we're tasked to do. If we have a role in the church and we don't fulfill it, how are we going to you know be move, move up? God's not going to move us up, especially when it comes to the kingdom in in the sense of the Lord. If you can't manage what you have right now, so just think about that. <clears throat> that's the first thing it talks about. Second thing it says, if you're dishonest and not honest, if you lie or you're not being truthful, then that's another aspect of faithfulness. You got to be honest, trustworthy. If we can't be trusted to do our jobs or trusted to manage our homes, how are we going to, you know, how are we guys going to see that? 
<clears throat> how it's going to be relation to people. And most importantly, if you're not faithful to people's things, if they entrusted you with, um, for example, if, uh, I can say right off my head, if, if you're a associate pastor and you're going to and this, the head, the senior pastor is going to be going on a trip or going out of town or doing another church or whatever. He's sick or whatever the case may be. And he says, hey, I need you to go uh, take over for this Sunday service and I need you to preach the word. And you you you're not taking the diligence and the time to set up everything. Make sure the church is open. Make sure that everyone's in place. Make sure your word's prepared. Make sure everything's smooth. That's the example of being faithful of the people's things, meaning not just material, but also positions of authority. You know, like in the military, you know, when someone is out, a, a, a commanding officer, he has an acting by uh, acting authority, or he has a by direction authority. For the executive officer or even if the executive officer is out, you have an admin officer or someone in his place to take run the command while they're gone. If they're out for, you know, something called temporary duty or they sick or they want to leave. That's why they sign something in documents saying that by a direction, I have this authority to sign documents. I have this authority to act on my behalf and go out there and do make the decisions that I would want you to make while I'm not in my, in my when I'm not there. So that's an example of being faithful with someone's things. So that's just another example. Um, I think the last scripture I pulled up was First John 1, 9. And I'm going to give you some points on what some of the things we need to be faithful over. Right. Chapter one, first John, we proclaim this. I'm sorry. Verse nine. But we confess our sins to him. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. So that's one scripture. That's another aspect of faithfulness when we come to salvation. When you come to the Lord and you say, Lord, I want to be saved. I, I want I want you. I want to live as a, as a Christian. I want to live, you know, follow you. I want my relationship with you. I want to be able to be healed. I want to be I want to grow and serve you in the kingdom and do his works and bring other people to salvation. You can be assured that the word says that he is faithful. To not only save you, but faithful to to cleanse your sins. So when we repent and truly repent with a repented heart, he is faithful to forgive those sins. Just like it says here, we confess our sins. And he is faithful to just forgive our, us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. That salvation aspect is I'm not only going to cleanse your sins and wipe them away, but I'm going to get rid of wickedness. and I'm going to make you clean and whole. So with that, when people feel like, oh, you know, I, I don't no matter what I did, I, I could do something heinous. I can do something terrible. If you truly have a repentant heart and he knows he searches the heart, he, he makes sure that you're repentant. If you're truly repentant about what you've done, you can assure the word of God says that he will cleanse you from all wickedness and he will he will uh, he would forgive us for our sins. So that's something that's another aspect of faithfulness. His faithfulness is not just in things and responsibilities and people, but also with sin, with with sin and with salvation. He is assured he he will he will his word does not come back to him void. He does not lie. He's not a god that shall lie. And he said, if you truly are repentant, he will cleanse your sins. So what does that say for us? What does that say for us for for the for people <clears throat> that when we sin, we need to make sure that we have a mindset and a, a heart. To make sure that not only that we are repentant and truly are willing to turn from the sin, but also know in our hearts and our minds that Jesus and God will for, will forgive and He will cleanse us from wickedness. That's just not not going to with a mindset saying that yeah I'm a I'm a I'm a repent, but I go back out there and sin again, and I go back out there and sin again. 
Titus, book of Titus says that grace, mesh, grace shall abound and we continue to sin. Absolutely not. Paul stated that we absolutely should not sin on, on demand like we want to because it shows our heart. But if we truly are sorry and repentant, then he will cleanse us. Right. So we got to understand that the mindset, the heart check when we go to repentance, that scripture. And I pointed that out because faithfulness, he's faithful in that area. He's faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all wickedness and all righteousness. So what are some things that we can be faithful in? Um, I put to God faithful in relationships. Of course, I've said that before. Faithful to ministry, the Lord's work, faithful to self. Right. Faithful to finances that can be investing, tithing. Tithing is a big thing because a lot of people don't want to get any money. You know what I'm saying? Because they think that the, the, the preacher man get it, the church gets it. But really, if you really study the scriptures out, it's not about the aspect of who gets it. It's about the aspect of being faithful to the Lord and what his word said. That if you do tithe, he will he will bless. He will fill your cups with, with finances, with whatever. And, and sometimes even blessings are not financial. It can be in a sense of joy. It can be a sense of peace. It can be a sense of comfort. It can be in strategies and ideas. So that's a whole nother concept with dealing with finances. Are we faithful to that aspect? Um, faithful to employment, leadership. Are we faithful to those who we work for? Are we faithful to those that we manage? Some people forget that we always think about faithful to the faithfulness to those we, who are over us. But if we're a position of authority, are we faithful to those who are under us that we manage, that we support, that that supports us in our mission and our goal for whatever type of job you're doing? So that's something to think about. Mentorship and business. Are we faithful to who we who and what we're building in the person? If we're mentoring someone and, and whether we're life coaching, whether we're dealing with personal stuff or professional. Right. Are we faithful to making sure we give the right guidance? Are we faithful into then the right attitude and disposition? Are we faithful to um, the people and what we're trying to instill in them professionally and personally or both? This is especially important for businesses and, and it, even some large organizations. Right. It, it's all across the board. How is God faithful, uh, faithful to us? Are we faithful to ourselves? That's another point I meant, meant to say. Are we faithful to ourselves? Are we faithful in our growth? Are we sitting back and looking at our awareness and saying, OK, I'm going to be faithful and disciplined to see what I did wrong in life, whether it's relational, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, whether it's through attitude, whether it's through spiritual growth, mental health, physical health, what we eat. I mean, you can go down to any of that. Are we taking the time to be faithful to ourselves? Again, steadiness, steadfastness, loyalty and trust and firmness. Are we a little bit aggressive? Are we being assertive about what we're doing as ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Because if we're not good as ourselves, we're not taking self-care and self-awareness. Then how are we faithful to God? How are we faithful to those we're responsible for? And how are we faithful to others if we're not faithful to self? So let's not forget about being faithful to self. And that's not in the most selfish way. That's not about, oh, I'm going to do me and I'm going to do what I want to do. No, faithful to self includes spiritual, most importantly, being right spiritually, mentally, physically. Then you can worry about going after the desires of your heart, doing the things that the Lord wants you to do. And then dealing with relationships. Um, how's God faithful to us? Promises, the word of God. We, that's why we should have to study to show ourselves a proof unto God. That a workman should not be ashamed, rightly divide the word of truth. We have to study. You're going to hear me say that scripture a lot, by the way. You're going to hear me say that scripture a lot. I'm going to be saying that a lot because a lot of people forget to study. You have to study the word. And something interesting about the word of God is that he uses literal, sometimes figurative parables or words to get you to think deeper 
this is why you study because sometimes you can read the Bible and think it's for literal, but it's really, you know what I'm saying, again, um, it's more than that. If you get spiritually revealed as taking literal things and using it for a different context. So his promises, we go back to the book of Deuteronomy. When we follow those those uh, scriptures of what he will do, those are promises that he said. And it doesn't matter. You know, see, people think it's back then when the Israelites, but it applies to us today. It may not be like it was then, but it's still the, the promises of God still applies today. So he promises us that he will forgive our sins. He promises us for salvation. He promises that he will make us prosperous spiritually, mentally, physically, even financially. But again, you know, we got to look at our hearts. Promises of salvation, promises of assistance and help. He said he will, he will, he is a lamp unto our feet. That he's the, he, if we look upon him in the hills, he is our help. The Bible gives us, and Book of Psalms talks about David when he talks about that Jesus, that God came and assisted him, asked for help. He gave him help when he needed times of need. That's a promise. If we need help, he will assist us. He will provide a way of escape out of situations. That's a promise. That's a faithfulness aspect of God, right? Spiritual warfare. He will assist us. It's plain examples. So I, I really hope that we look at those, those terms and understand that God is a, is a relational God, as I've said before. Um, how do we become faithful to God? How do we do apply these principles? One, sitting back and looking at ourselves and being able to see, okay, if I'm not faithful to these things, what things I'm not faithful to, right? Get a sheet of paper right now. What are, what are some things that I could be more faithful in? What are some things that I could probably um, put a little bit of work in or a little bit more extra care into being more faithful? It could be in any, any realm. It could be on your job. It can be in studying your Bible. The first thing I would say is studying your, your spiritual relationship with God. That's the first thing I would check faithfulness to. A lot of times we can put work into our, our, our spouses, our relationships. We can put uh, work into our um, jobs. I know I've done, I've been guilty of that a lot, working at the job late uh, all times of day. And when I get home, I don't have no time for God. You know, I don't have no time to read my word. I don't have no time to study and, and, and really get into the word. And I have to make time. What, what it, that's the first thing I would say is being faithful to God is your relationship. It's your studying. It's your prayer time. Finding time to sit back and, and take a few minutes to, to read your Bible and look at scriptures to get an understanding. Finding time to pray. You don't have to be on your knees. You don't have to be on prostrate. It's some, you can be that way. And that's, you know, some people do that. But you can be in your car. Turn your radio off. You know what I'm saying? If you if you pray on your way home, pray on your way to work. You know, you can prepare as a consistent. It's a, it's a constant thing. Pray without ceasing. That's, it don't matter where you're at. You know, if, if you're at your job, you got a break for lunch break. Instead of sitting there looking at TV and, and sitting around or whatever, on your lunch break, take 15 minutes and read your Bible. Make time. That's part of faithfulness, making time. So I would say start there. Start with your relationship with God. And then once you start working on your relationship with God, then look at your other relationships. If you're in a ministry or if, you, if you're in a relationship with somebody. And, you know, find time to not only make them better and, and talk with them and spend time with them, but also incorporate those principles into their lives. Spread that to them and say, hey, let's let's spend time reading the Bible together. Let's spend time praying together. Let, let you know, on the weekends, Saturday morning, let's make breakfast and get up and let's do a Bible study. Let's sit down and make time. Incorporate those things into your into your kids lives. You got children incorporate into your, your family's lives. If you're at home with your mom, you know, see if you can incorporate that in their lives with your parents or if you, you know, if you're dating or if you're married, 
incorporate that. Try to put that into someone else's life. If you're mentoring, if they believe in God, you know, mention that to them. If they're especially if you're doing personal life coaching, say, hey, you ever thought about Jesus Christ? You ever thought about reading your Bible? You ever thought about, you know, what I'm saying um, doing something that can better you spiritually? You know what I'm saying? So this, these are things that we want to not only do it for ourselves, we want to spread it to others. You know, so I hope this motivates you, encourage you about faithfulness. God is faithful. He is faithful. God, regardless of what the world shows and regardless of what's on the news, regardless of what we see day to day, God is faithful. It may not look like it, but what faith means when we talked about last time, faith is the things not seen, but hope. And I know a lot of people don't probably want to hear that right now. A lot of people don't think, oh, I need to see it. I need to feel it. I need to touch it. I need to smell it. I need to taste it. The five senses. But faithfulness works best is when you trust God with his word, trustworthiness. It ain't always what you see that you trust. And I know that don't make no sense, but sometimes as well, if you trust him, you have more trust in God if you just trust his word. It's more, sometimes it's more comfortable and more peaceful just to trust his word. You don't always have to see it. If you really test your spiritual growth, it's if you can trust God when you don't see it versus when you do see it. Because it, it, think about it. Anybody can trust someone when, they, when it's there in their face. When something's working out, it, uh, trust is 110%. Oh, I trust God because it's working. I see it. And that's part of trust. But what about when it's not working? What if, it, if it's physically not tangible? What if it's, what if it's you know, your bills are due and you don't have the money? What if it's when you're sick and you get that, that report? What if it's when, you know what I'm saying, your kid's acting up? What is it when you lost your job? What is it when you catch COVID? What is it when, you know, you don't have the food, you don't have the resources to do what you need to do? Can you trust God then him to be faithful? Can you take the promises of God and apply them even more so when you don't see it than when you do see it? Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself and see, can I trust God when it ain't, it ain't going well? Your feelings don't dictate the trust. Your situation don't dictate the trust. Your circumstance don't dictate the trust. What dictates it is trusting God in his promise, his word. And what does the saying say? They always say he, when God comes, he don't come when he wants you. He come right on time. And it's not because he don't want to come. He wants to see if you're going to be disciplined and faithful to him. Despite of just like he is to us. Even when we sin, even when we knowingly sin sometimes, we sometimes we know what we know doing is wrong, but he's still faithful to us. He still his word does not change despite if we fail or not. It's, we can go out here and willingly sin and know we should not do what we need to do out here. But his word, he's still faithful. So I know we ain't God, but he has a standard and expectation that we try. Try to reciprocate that back to him. And it, it doesn't and it's not we can't do that on own strength. We might need to do it. We do it with God's help. But at the end of the day, we need to make an effort on our part to try to be faithful to God just as much as he's faithful to us. It may not always feel good. It may not always be what you want to hear. But that's how it is when you walk into the Lord. And it pays dividends. It pays. The reward is great. The reward is great. If you be faithful to God, he, his, his faithfulness will show up on time and when you need it. And it will be a, rem a, rem a reminder to all of us. That we have to constantly do that. Just like we go back to the scripture where Jesus took the bread and the cup. It was a reminder, a, re a remembrance factor that he would, a covenant will be established. Key word with some of the, with the Christian walk is faith, is remembrance. It's, that's part of faith is remembering not only what the Lord said, but also remember the wins. Remember the stuff that he's done for us. If you had the Lord come through for you, when things not going well, what helps me is remember what he has already done for me already. Just because it don't happen and a lot of times before when it, when I was in situations prior to, I didn't see a way out. I didn't always see it in front of my eyes. 
but he came through on time. And see, so the next time when I get into get a situationship, whether it's on my own or out of my control, I remember the times that he brought me out. So that's part of faith is remembering. That's why it says, do this in remembrance of me. That we drink this bread and drink this cup, the blood that, you know, when I shit on the cross, remember what I'm about to do in the cross for everyone. Remember that I'm, I'm setting the, this record straight. So that's all it is, man. <laughs> That's all it is with faithfulness. It's simple. It's, it's, it's not. It's a simple concept, but it's really a profound concept. It takes some reflection. And it takes understanding to understand being disciplined in in the, in the area of faithfulness, loyalty, and trust. If, another thing, I'm gonna leave y'all with this: if you can be faithful to the wrong things, because the enemy also has a section of faithfulness. You think about it. You're in the wrong relationship. I'm just gonna use this example. If you're in the wrong relationship, and you're loyal and faithful to that person, and they're doing you wrong, tra- traumatizing you. How can why can't we be faithful to God when He's going to restore and give us life, give us life more abundantly? So that's what we need to think about. Let me leave you with that. So hope you guys got some out of this. As always, thank you. Leave prayer requests if you have them. Thank you. Shout out to the uh, individual that left a comment, um, and you know he said what he had to say, and I responded respectfully. So please leave those comments. It don't matter if it's if you don't believe in God, if you do believe in God. However you feel, leave the comments because I love to see those and I can always put my commentary. We can have a, a healthy uh, um, co- uh, dialogue and, and and we can continue to keep it moving. So hope you all blessed. Stay tuned to RBC. I'm going to I'm going to um, do a nice video um, for the RBC channel. It's going to be community related. It's not going to be so much on the police officer stuff. But if you're interested in over there on the RBC channel, go check out that. Breaking Barriers Ministries, we're, we're almost there. So stay tuned for that. I'm working on the logo and design so we can go out there and put that out. And um, y'all be blessed. And if you've got any questions or even live Q&A, we still can do that. Leave comments, leave questions, and we can answer that. So y'all be blessed. Love you guys. Enjoy your day.